0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for being with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Hebrews. We're in the 12th chapter. We're pressing on sort of jumping in the middle of things, but you've seen how it is. There's a lot of fours and therefores here, right? And so you can't really go back and recap everything every time. Otherwise, you're just sitting there, not progressing very rapidly. So if you're just joining us, go back and and listen to the previous episode or two or three, and it'll set the context for you, okay? So we're in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 says this, For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to darkness, and gloom, and whirlwind, and to the blast of a trumpet, and the sound of words, which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoken to them. And if you're just jumping in the middle of this, you're thinking, well, what in the world is this all about? Even if you've been going through Hebrews, you're thinking, well, what, what's the example he's given here? He'd just been talking about discipline, okay? He'd been talking about fixing our eyes on Lord Jesus in light of the examples that we have in the Levit chapter, the great gallery of faith. So what is he speaking of? Well, those who were Jewish in background, the Hebrews, <laughs> would have known instantly. This is like a, a redaction of an account that occurred with Moses and the people of Israel at Mount, at Mount Sinai. We have actually gone over this. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it's in recent days, weeks, or months. It's over in Exodus 19. You know, we may go back in uh, the next episode or two and look at it again because I think it may be worth our time. But that's what he's going through. He's reminding them of what occurred at Mount Sinai. And you say, well, what's the point of that? Well, let me just tell you right now, then we'll read it. As you're reading on, he's setting up a juxtaposition between Mount Sinai, the law, and Mount Zion, the new covenant that we live in now. Now let's continue. Verse 20, he continues reminding them of what occurred then. For they could not bear the command, if even a beast touches the mountain, It will be stoned. So God had told Moses, go gather the people, tell them to prepare themselves, you know, to get right before God, to purify themselves. And in three days time, I want them to come. But tell them, do not touch the mountain. Don't get near the mountain. Don't let a beast even touch the mountain. If anything touches that mountain, they will die. They are to be stoned. So verse 21 of Hebrews 12. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. Even Moses was terrified of the sight, of the sound, of what was occurring, and all the things that were happening. So, what's being said here? He's saying this: "For you have not come to a mountain. Remember that verse 18. He said, you have not come to a mountain that can, uh, that can be touched into a blazing fire, into darkness and gloomy and whirlwind.' What is he saying here? He's comparing this Mount Sinai. Now, watch this, verse 22." But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels. The King James says a company of angels. I actually sort of like the uh, uh, English Standard Version, the ESV and the Lexham. It says this, uh, you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, (laughs) to myriads of angels in festal gathering. Sort of lets you know what the uh, attitude is, right? Now verse 23, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, okay? King James says, and to the spirit of just men made perfect, the idea of completion. Then verse 24, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. So he's setting up this comparison between Sinai and Zion. Now let me read it again because I know we're audio here on, on the podcast, and a lot of times you get sort of overwhelmed with the words like, okay, what happened here? So here's what they uh, were with Mount Sinai. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to darkness, and gloom, and whirlwind, and to the blast of a trumpet, and the sound of the words, which sound was such that those who heard beg that no further word be spoken to them. The children of Israel actually heard the sound of God and the words of God, and it so rattled them that they came to Moses and said, hey, uh, please tell him not to do that again. We'll listen to you. Get him to speak to you, and then we'll listen to what you say. That's what it means. But they were begging not to hear that anymore. It was so profound and so powerful. Verse 20 continues. For they could not bear the commandment. If even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and a trembling. So we see the terror and the fear of the sight and the sound of an encounter with the Most High God, and it was a blazing fire, it was darkness, it was gloom, it was whirlwind, it was a, a, a picture, a foreshadowing of the wrath and anger of God. That's not where we are, folks. We are with this wonderful word, but, in verse 22, we have come to Mount Zion. So look how Mount Zion is described, okay? So Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God. It's the city (laughs) of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gatherings, to a general assembly and church. Let me see what everybody else says here. The ESV says, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. Assembly of firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. King James says, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Some interesting things there about that General Assembly and Church. Are they two distinct things? Are General Assembly and the Church, or is the General Assembly the Church and the Church? I think that is the Church and then the General Assembly. So you have human beings and you have divine beings. The Church consisting of human beings who believe. The General Assembly right here, divine beings. Okay, so that's what we have here, and to God, this is what we've come to. We've come to God. The judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. And here's what else we come to. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Remember how Abel had died? We cover that in Genesis because he was righteous. We saw that in Jude also. Well, here we have the sprinkled blood. Jesus sprinkled his blood in heaven. People say, well, I thought heaven was perfect. Why was that required? Because of the rebellion that had taken place in heaven. Okay, there had been some rebellion that had taken place. So look what we come to. We have not come to this mountain of darkness and gloom. We had not come to the law in that way, but we have come to a new covenant. And it is through Jesus, the mediator of this new covenant, through his sprinkled blood that we come. And you see the feel of it. It's a feel of joy. It's a feel of a, a, an innumerable angels and festal gathering, right? <laughs> there is life. This is what we have come to. So he's really encouraging them. I remember the overall thing here of Hebrews that Jesus is better and he's better than the Judaism folks that you were saved out of. That's what he's saying. He said, don't get trapped up in this one. Don't get, you know, locked back in the Mount Sinai and all this there in the law. No, no, no. Jesus came not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. And in the fulfilling of that law, provide a new covenant, which gives us far more than what we had at the Mount. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, for joining with me. Pass the word about these times, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.